When I'm at my end, you're just getting started. When I hit a wall, you just walk through. When I face a mountain, you are the maker. So it's gotta move. When I'm out of faith, you are still faithful. When I'm at my worst, you are still good. In all of my questions, you are the answer. Still 
Cause you're the God of the breakthrough When I'm breaking down You'll be working a way through When there's no way out This one thing I know You're still on your throne So whatever I'm feeling I've still got a reason To just thank you for a reason to praise God you are uh, good and you are uh, noble and you are holy and God we just want to lift you up and we want to praise you today we thank you for this opportunity God just help us to worship you in spirit and in truth in Jesus name I pray amen
stand in victory. Now what else could I need? With you I want for nothing. Jesus, my everything. Jesus, you are enough. Jesus, you are enough for me. With nothing, I still have everything. Y'all don't have to sit down. I'm going to stand here. Y'all can stand beside me, behind me. So as most of you know, uh, we were gone to church camp this week. It was a lot bigger camp than what we expected at first. Uh, when I started getting preliminary numbers that we could hit 170 kids, we only had 96 last year. So I was like, wow, we're going to have a lot more kids. And then by the time it was all said and done, we had 192 kids. Um, y'all did some amazing things at camp this week. I'm telling you, it was, it was emotional. Um, there was lots of tears. They started with me. I got stung two hours into camp on the ear. And so that's where the tears started and they lasted the whole week. Um, but it was, yeah, one's probably still bigger than the other one. I can't help that though. Um, but it was such a good camp. God was there the whole week. We had a great speaker. Reagan Lee came from one of the churches in Valley View. The band came from Central Baptist in Jonesboro and the kids loved the entirety of it. I want to give them a chance before I finish to say anything. I know there's a couple of them want to talk. And so if you want to say something about camp, um, or the theme or whatever you got, I'm just going to give it to you. I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who came and helped. That's it. So there was a moment that we had like during evening chapel and there was a bunch of testimonies. We had a chance to all give our testimony. We had about, I don't know how many, but we were there for like two hours, but through the whole week, probably put together, there was kids giving their testimonies. And by our age, there are a lot of kids who went through a lot of stuff through our age. Like, I'm sorry, I don't know. I don't know what to say, but they uh, definitely struggled through a lot, especially for us being so young. And then I'd also like to say that the worship team did amazing. Um, I'm glad that they came back. They were here last year, too. Hey, guys. It's Pete. <laughs> uh, 
So this week, man, man, it was awesome. Uh, so usually I go to camp and I just like look to have fun, but this this year was real different. Um, yeah, it was real emotional, like Aaron said. I I promise I wouldn't lie. Um, it was real. It was real good because I feel like we could we made a connection. Like I've I hugged strangers like. I didn't even know. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome, um, but it was just—it was just good to see that there's everybody, there's somebody there for you, like regardless. I think I broke, I think I broke it. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I just want to say that I'm glad that I came. I had fun. I learned a lot about God, and I'm happy. Uh, Became friends with a lot of new people, and the band was tough. They, they gotta come. They gotta come again next year. Okay, so I was a little bit iffy at first on coming to camp because I really didn't have any friends, and I've never been there before. But I'm like, I'm so glad that I did because I recently have been really distant with God. And coming to camp just really showed me how much God can move through so many people. Um, like Casey said, there was so many people sharing their testimonies. And you wouldn't realize the things that people our age go through. You wouldn't realize that the people around you go through so much. And them coming on stage and sharing what they've been through and how God has helped them really like just hit me so deep in my heart because even if you haven't been through some of like the deepest darkest things God is still going to be there with you like he's got you he's got your back and also at the end of every night service you we all had the opportunity to go up to the altar and pray and Almost the whole room of people were up there praying with people, praying for people, just like comforting people. And it was just so moving to see that everybody was there for each other and with each other. And it's just like camp has, cha camp has changed me so much. Like it's been the best week that I've had in so long and I'm so glad I went and I can't wait to go next year. Got another thing to say. Wait, hold up. Do you think we can? <laughs> yeah. Um, never mind, but thank you guys for listening to us a lot. He asked me if we think we could extend church camp longer than a week, and I said, absolutely not. <laughs> That's all I can handle. Um, thank you, like they said, to all the workers that came out. We've got pictures. We've got videos. Matt's going to put them up on the website. Uh, this year's theme was the uprising. You know, last year's was do something. So as we progress and as we string along these, these camps and these D-Nows, we're really trying to boost these kids' confidence in what Jesus can do for them and through them. It's amazing when you really see them start to believe it. 
I told them that the other night. When they start to believe it, you can see it because they'll rush to the altar to pray with friends or they'll talk to them one-on-one -on -one to help them through it. We've got so many young people that are going through stuff that you just almost would not believe unless you heard it. And we heard it this week. As they said, for the first time since, since I've been doing this, I decided to give my testimony in front of the youth group. And when I got done, I put the mic down on the stage and I said, guys, if you want to give your testimony, I'm going to give you time. And kid after kid after kid just had something they needed to say about how God had changed their life. And it was truly amazing. It's all from him. I mean, even the, the notion for me to, to give mine wasn't planned. It was just something he laid on my heart and then he laid on theirs. And what he did this week was, was truly amazing. I have to tell you guys, we have 192 that went. Out of the 192, we had 28 salvations. And we had almost half of that again in rededications. So probably total about 25% of the kids that went to camp made a decision for Christ this week, which is amazing. You can clap for that. We, we actually had four from our church that were saved and two, three, maybe rededications. So we'll be doing some baptisms before long. So I hope you guys get ready for that. Um, I wasn't going to say this either, but Daryl has asked me several times to baptize in the church. When a youth gets saved, do you want to baptize? When a youth gets saved, do you want to baptize? And I'm like, you're doing a good job. You get in that cold water, you can do it. And I said no. And I've, and I've kind of always said no, but here I preach to these kids every week, say yes. And so it's been tough for me. This is still going to be tough for me to say. Um, and then this week we had some more youth get saved. And one of the pastors from GF, CFC asked me, he said, do you want to help me baptize kids in the pool? We're going to baptize three or four kids. And I was like, you got this. The water's not cold, but you got this. You can handle it. I'll pray for you when we're done. And he said, are you sure? And I said, yeah, I'm, I just don't feel like it's the right time. I said, when, when God lets me know the right time is here, then I'll take care of it. You know, we'll go that route. And then I had one girl that came with our church come to me at the end of service on Thursday night before Thursday night swim. And she said, hey, I've got something to ask you. And I was like, all right, let's go talk about it. So we sit down and she said, I've rededicated my life. I want you to rebaptize me. And I said, do you want to be rebaptized or you want me to baptize you? And she said, no, I just feel like I want you to baptize me. And I was like, man, all right, I'm not going to say no anymore. And so we got in the pool and they videoed it and it was awesome. It was, it was a good feeling to see the change up close of God working in somebody's life. But at the same time, he was working in my life more than he was any of theirs. And that's usually how camp works. It's, if you teach a Sunday school class, you know he changes the one teaching it as much or more than anybody else that's in the class. Same way with the youth group. These kids teach me more and change me more than they'll ever know. But my heart, my heart has been with them this year. Uh, all of the people that helped me, Amy and Samantha, Daniel, everybody, Clem, Teresa, you guys, we couldn't do it without any of y'all. All the ones that showed up to help cook or help take kids back and forth to camp. We had to take nine cars to camp, something like that. We had a caravan running kids to camp because we had so many. And if things keep growing, I told them, I said, we'll outgrow this camp in a couple years if we keep moving at this rate. And so I don't know what we'll do. God will take care of it, but he is doing some truly amazing things. So I hope you're very proud of these guys because they're putting in work for God this week. Um, I just want them to see it physically. If you made a decision to rededicate or to get saved this week, you want to come down here in front with me? There you go. And we've got, 
we've got a couple more. There you are. We've got a couple more that weren't here this morning. Uh, they had trips they couldn't miss or something like that. But um, I just I just want to end, end it with prayer uh, as we'll as we'll come down. So I'm gonna pray for you guys, and then we'll let Daryl come on. Actually, why don't you come on up now? I'm gonna pray for you as well since we're here. You're like me. You can always use prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you for these group of young kids, this camp this week. Lord, you have, you have laid your hand on so many hearts. It was an emotional camp, Lord, and there's just so many expectations coming out of this. So many kids that have made decisions, so many kids that are excited about next year. But, Lord, we pray that we will just wake up every day feeling your love and trying to find the joy that only you can give us. Jesus, others, and then ourselves is how it works. And Lord, we pray that we'll just instill that and keep uh, guiding these young kids as they move back into the school year and back throughout this year. We pray for Daryl as he brings this message, Lord, and just thank you for everything you've done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Pete, where are you going? I don't know what he said, and I don't, oh, I don't want to know. I was going to ask him to pray, but. Well, I'm still going to. Hey, I want you to know, well, turn in your Bible to Matthew chapter 4. I want you to know that picture on the screen of me sleeping was, uh, I was pretending. No, I was pretending. I saw somebody taking a picture of James while he was asleep, and I thought, well, they're going to make fun of James, so I don't want him to feel like he's by himself. So I, I, I took a bullet right there, and I pretended to be asleep, and so me and James were on the screen. James was real. He was really asleep. Well, I was going to ask Pete to pray. He's in the bathroom, so I'm not going to do that. Okay. I, uh, been a, it was a great week at camp. And if you have an outline of your, of your, if you have your bulletin on the backside as an outline of the message, kind of, praying, didn't know how anything would go this morning. Try to always be available, think on your feet, pray on your feet, see what God, God is doing. So I think uh, as I was listening to the camp report, camp report, that seems pretty sterile, uh, camp announcement, uh, just praying while they were well, they were speaking, Lord, how do you want to end the service? How do you want me to do this? What do we do? We just keep on doing it like we always do it. Uh, Matthew chapter 4, 23 through 25, Jesus talks about things that he's doing. He's going to teach, preach, and heal. So what I'm going to do this morning is... Uh, I feel, I, and I, you've heard me say this before, sometimes I feel more like praying than preaching. And I, that's what I, uh, you missed your chance, Pete. I was going to ask you to pray. It's too late now. Uh, I feel like more like praying than preaching. But I am going to cover some things in the message, and then we'll look, what, here's, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to cover some things in the message, and then we're going to pray. We're going to have a, 
have an invitation, altar prayer, okay, give us a chance to, to pray. Then I'll go through the same message next week, if the Lord wills, more in depth, more like I would usually do. Next week, I'll teach a little bit more, okay? So uh, I'm, I'm, I know everyone does not necessarily have a, a copy in your hand. Most of this is on the, on the screen. Matt, I just want to look at one verse, and all three of these things come from this one verse, and it's verse 23, uh, so Matthew 4, 23. And we're not going to read the whole text. We'll cover that more, Lord willing. I say that because you never know. You never know from week to week. So I try, we should all try to be obedient at the time because we never know what's going to happen in the next week. Leading up to the Sermon on the Mount, 23 through 25 in Matthew 4, just one verse. And Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogue, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Matt, let's just put the teaching up. We'll wait till we'll wait on that verse behind it until next week. So Jesus taught. Teaching is all about how to, okay? Uh, being taught how to. It's the order of things. Okay, and the scripture teaches us how to. And so when we pray today, is I want you to think about, is that's what I need. I need to get into God's word, and I need, to sh I need him to show me how to. I need him to instruct me. Jesus went, all, went about teaching, preaching the gospel and healing. And I need, that's for, for some of us in the room, that's where you are. That's what I need. I need to be taught how to. I'm uh, spinning my wheels. I seem to go round and round, and, I, and I, I seem to keep making the same mistake over and over again. So teaching is, is God's word telling us how to. Now, when we get on to chapter 5 through, through 7, we're going to look at the, the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus is going to teach us things that, that you're not going to hear anywhere else. And, our, and your, our culture, your culture is not going to teach you what he has to say. So it's how to. Now, there's two sides of that. We'll cover that more next week. But it's, that's, it may be this morning... That's what I need. I need somebody, I, I need God's word to teach me how to. Then the other side of that is you may need, you may be the one that God is dealing with about being the teacher. I need to do that. The Lord's been dealing with me as I study that I need to share that with someone. I need to, I need to teach. I need to be taught but now I'm at this point that I need to teach. So when we pray, you may be the person in the room who said, I just, I need, I need to get into God's word. I need to get into God's word. I've been putting that off. Or you may be the one to say, I'm in God's word. Now I need to share that with someone.
okay? The next one, Matt, that's the, that's the teaching. Go on to preaching the gospel. There you go. Preaching the gospel. The gospel is good news, right? Literally what the word means, good news. And the gospel is the birth, the life, the death, the resurrection, the ascension of Jesus Christ. It's an announcement. It's not a discussion. Okay? The, the gospel is something that we respond to. It's different from, from teaching a little bit in that it aims more toward the heart. Where teaching aims mainly toward the mind, the gospel aims, aims more toward the heart. And it's that decision place. Some of you here this morning, you've heard the gospel. You've heard it over and, and over again. You've heard it here. You've heard it at camp. You've heard it where, wherever. It's the birth, the life, the death, the resurrection, the ascension of Jesus Christ, the gospel of who Jesus is. It's been presented to you. There's some here this morning, you've, you've heard the gospel and you believe it. You believe what you've heard. You believe what you've read. You believe the gospel. Now I'm going to ask you this morning, take a stand on that. Re receive that. Stand up for that. So, what I'm going to ask you this morning, if you believe the gospel, you've heard the gospel, you believe it, but you've never acted on it. You've never stood up. Like these, these, these young folks, when Aaron asked them to, to come down here and stand up. You're not ashamed of it. I'm going to ask you this morning, if you've never made a stand, and I could say that about a hundred different ways, but if you've never made a stand for the gospel, if you've never stood up and said, I am a Christian, I'm proud of it, then I want you to come this morning. If you, this is in your, in your announcements too, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, we've never been baptized, so I want you to come this morning and say, I'm, I'm ready, okay? And I want you to come to me specifically, say, I'm ready for that. I believe it. Now I'm ready to take that next step. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, or if you want to be a believer in Jesus Christ, you're ready for that. I'm going to ask you to stand up. I'm going to ask you to come forward. I'm going to ask you to receive Christ and be proud of the fact that you have received Christ. And say, I'm ready to be baptized. I am not ashamed of the gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel. I don't care who knows. I don't care who hears. I'm no longer ashamed of the gospel. I'm not afraid to stand up and say, I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus with all my heart, and I want you to know it. It's time to get over the fear and over the shame, if there is any, and make that stand. The, preaching the gospel is an announcement. It's not a discussion. And that announcement calls for a 
decision. Okay? So Jesus went about, he taught, he preached the gospel, and then the next one, Matt, if you're looking at your outline, healing the body and the soul. This may be where you are this morning. You, this may be where you're at. Pastor, that's what I need. I need the healing of the body and the soul. Healing is a difficult thing. People are always thinking that I should know, and, and, I, and I don't. Why are some healed and some aren't? And I'm not going to, maybe I'll deal with that more next, next week. But the truth is, I don't know. But the words that I did put up there, I, I do know that. That I don't know how he's going to heal. I don't know if, if everyone's going to be healed. Or, I don't know all that, but I do know, I do know that he brings peace and contentment and joy, and he brings hope. No matter what the outcome is, he brings peace and contentment and joy and hope. And I don't know what the doctor has told you. I don't know where you're at with that. I don't know what's going on with you. Like some of the campers said, uh, what they saw is, is absolutely always true. You can look out on a, on a crowd, and the truth is you have no idea what's going on with people. People have a way of coming to camp and coming to church and putting a smile on their face when that's the last thing they actually feel. You can look out on any group, and, and, and I can honestly say I don't have any idea what's going on. I don't know, have any idea what the doctors told you last week or last month. I don't know what's going on on the inside of you and on the outside of you. For, so for some of us today, healing is what we need. And I promise you this, I've been through some, been through some physical stuff too. If I need to be healed, if I need to be touched, I'm, I'm going to come. I don't, I don't care who knows. I don't care who sees. If I need Jesus to touch me, I'm going to come. Okay? So the healing maybe is what you need. Now, I want you to notice, I'll probably deal with this more next week. Uh, we didn't read the text, but down in verse 24, he w was healing, and then he was dealing and casting out and working with those who were demon-possessed. And includes that in the healing of the body were those who were demon-possessed. A whole lot I don't know about that. Matt, uh, do you have that? Let's go ahead and put that last one up. Hopefully you'll not experience demon possession, but every serious Christian will likely contend with demon oppression. The Satan just working on us. Every little thing he can do, every little thing he can come up with. And I, I, asked, I, asked, uh, I asked Rick Toddy if I could share this. Rick came in, we were talking last week. Rick was talking about how he, uh, about the physical, the, you know, problem after, after problem. And he felt like, it felt like Satan was, was oppressing him because of the physical ailment, the need, the sickness, etc. I said, Rick, I, I agree with you 100%. For me, 
I, I don't have the physical ailment, the sickness, but Satan is, is oppressing me in my mind constantly, constantly. That's, there's the battle, the struggle, always trying to find a way in, always trying to mess with my head, trying to get me to think things that aren't true, trying to get me to not believe things that are true. The constant struggle of the mind, the constant struggle of the body. It may not be demon possession, but, the, but that satanic, uh, satanic oppression, the temptation. I'm going to tell you this. Sometimes we're not proud to talk about that. If you are not demon oppressed, if Satan's not bothering you, you're not doing anything. Okay? If the devil's not bothering you, if the devil's not tempting you, if he's not constantly seeing how he can tear you down and tear you up, the reason he's not doing that is you're no threat to him. He's content to leave you alone. That's not where I, I want to be. I don't like the demon oppression. I don't like, the, te I don't like the, te the temptation. I don't like the struggle of the mind. I don't like the struggle of the flesh. I don't like any of that. But I know that all of that is a result of, of Satan trying to stop me, trying to slow me down, trying to change my mind, trying to turn me around the other way, trying to shut me up trying to scare me, trying to, trying to intimidate me, trying to stop me. Always trying to stop me. That's where I want to be. I hate it, but I love it. If he's not bothering you, it's because you're no threat to him. If he is bothering you, it's just a, the struggle to stay on track spiritually. That means you are a threat. There's a reason he's doing that, because you are a threat to him. I've been thinking about this a lot. God, why do you allow that? There's power in the struggle. There's power in the struggle. There is power in the struggle. That's why he lets you struggle. If we go through the book of Matthew, watch Jesus struggle. Look at him struggle. Look at him spend all night in prayer. Why? Because he has to. Look at him sweat like great drops of blood. Why? He's struggling. Watch him struggle. There's power in the struggle. We want God to take the struggle away from us. There goes the power. I'm telling you, there's power in the struggle. And you may be here this morning, and I don't know why we seem a little ashamed that we would be tempted. Jesus was tempted. 
We seem a little ashamed of the struggle. There's no reason to be. That just means that you're doing something right because the devil's trying to stop you. So you may be here this morning and, and you can, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to tell us, you, but if you need to come and pray, so that's, that's me. I feel like the devil is trying everything he can to stop me. It may not be the physical, it may not be the, the mental, it may be the financial, it may be whatever. It just, he'll try anything. But this morning I want you to know that's what's going on. Satan is trying everything to stop you. I want you to come and pray. Uh, Jesus in the chapters to come real soon. It's going to teach us to pray. Lord, lead us not into temptation. You know how that ends, right? But deliver us from the evil one. I think he's teaching us to pray that every day. Lord, lead us not into temptation. But deliver me. Deliver me from the evil one. God, I need you to deliver me from the evil one because I can't do it on my own you may be here this morning and you may be the one I need to get into God's word I need to learn I need to be taught you may be here this morning you may need to come and, and just stand and say I believe the gospel I believe the gospel and I'm ready this morning to make a decision for that I want you to let me know that you may be here this morning and you need prayer for healing of the body and the mind and the soul and the emotions. God, I'm not too proud to say I, I need help. I need you to heal me. You may be here this morning just undergoing you feel like there's such a constant satanic struggle. Exactly. Exactly. You're on the right track. But you need to come and pray. You need to be constantly praying every day. Lord, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from the evil one. I'm going to ask our band to come on up as we get ready to pray. We'll, Lord willing, we'll go into those more in depth next week. But this morning's going to be more about praying. Ask or ask you if you'd stand with me, please. I'm going to ask all of us to bow our heads and just listen to the Holy Spirit as He deals with us this morning about about praying. Let me say this right right now. All the things we've talked about and a whole lot of things that we haven't talked about, you certainly can pray about it right right where you are. Sometimes I, I pray right where I'm at. Sometimes I just want to come. I just want to come. I realize God can deal with you if you're driving your car, if you're sitting in this pew, or you're at an altar prayer. Sometimes I just, I just want to come. Sometimes I just need to come. 
God, this one, this one's different. This need is, is different. And I, I need to come. Father, I need you to, I need to learn. I need to learn. I need you to teach me. I need to get into God's word and stay there. I believe in the gospel. I believe in it and I'm ready to take the next steps. I need to be healed. I need physical help. And Jesus, I believe that you can touch me. I need mental help. I need help with my mind. I need help with my emotions. I need help with my spirit and my soul. And I'm not too ashamed to say, Jesus, I need your help. And I'm going to come and pray. Anything at all, any need at all, while our band plays, I'm just going to ask you to simply come. Come and pray. Talk to the Lord about this as we pray. You unravel me with the melody and you surround me with a song of deliverance and from my enemies to all my fears are gone I'm no longer a
the sons and the daughters. child of God. 